0: Yo, 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 ho! What's up, everybody? How you feeling out there? How's the drive time commute? I've got a little bit of a special today. I know I've been gone. If you listen to my last episode, I'm doing a little bit of a hiatus. I've removed myself from social media. I'm really focusing down on some things that I need to get done personally. Um, If you didn't know, I finally put my resignation in at my job. That is awesome. Everything has just like fallen into place like a jigsaw since. And I could not be a happier, healthier version of myself, I don't think, at this moment. I'm like on a pillar. I'm smiling. I love it. Uh, I've gotten into this groove where I just love teaching others how to do it as well which is a big part of the book that I'm doing right now, a big part of the reason why I pulled myself back so I could focus on that. It is not officially titled yet, but if you go to fistpumps.com, you can get a little bit of information about that. I've taken all of these interviews that I've done. uh, I've, I've transcribed all of them. I'm digging in to find the similarities between all these successful people, but then I'm kind of molding it so I'm breaking down all these different sections that I think are major contributions to why these people are successful. And then I'm writing my personal intake on how I use these principles to create the life that I love, as well as how they do. And then the actionable steps for you to be able to do it also. No fluff, literally 100% value. Everything in it It is straightforward. This is what you should do. I, I do not believe that, that I should go and say, you need to do this. Right? I just don't believe in telling people what to do, but I do believe in saying, this is what I've done. This is what all these people have done. It, this is how it's been successful for me. This is how you can use it to be successful for you. Give it a shot. Give it a try. I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm showing you that there are different options if you want to attack your dreams and you want to create the life that you love, um, you can do that. If you want to be location independent and travel the world and work from your laptop, you can do that because I was sitting right where you were two years ago thinking there is no way in hell I can ever accomplish this, feeling overwhelmed, feeling stressed, and with a little simple trick called believing Um, It has actually all become reality now, and it's crazy. And guys, remember, I don't make money from this podcast, so that's not a part of it. This is all self-driven, figure out ways to make multiple streams of small income, pull myself away from a career, quote unquote, and be able to control my life and my freedom and make decisions of when, why, what, where, whenever I want. And it's amazing. So today I wanted to release a little special, My my friend Brian Tier, he has a show called Big Healthy Me. He's rebranding under his, his name, Brian Tier, and so his website is going to be shifting. But I was on his podcast, and we talked about optimization and health, and this is really my story in depth, um, kind of in a two-year window, where I was at at the beginning, because we don't talk about that a lot on this show. If you want to listen to the interview, I'm putting it on here. He did it into a two-part series, but I'm putting them both right onto this episode so that you can listen to it. You can also go over to his podcast and subscribe. It's called The Big Healthy Me Show or The BHM Show. And um, you can listen to it there as well. It's episode five and episode six. So Brian is an awesome dude. He's out in South Africa, and he really teaches lifestyle optimization, and I think he's got a huge... Uh, path ahead of him, and it's it's going to be amazing to see his transitions. We have a very similar sort of background with what we studied in school and then our our um, our track to, to make things really play into the life that we love and, and find happiness in a way that most people don't think is possible. So for everybody out there, you can stay tuned right here, and I'm going to go right into both of these segments of this episode. It's about an hour. If you don't have an hour, you can come back in pieces. Um, if you're not interested in anything that I've accomplished, then turn this off and go back to one of these other interviews where I, where I actually have another guest on my show, some of the older ones. There's a lot of really good stuff in there. But this is a, mostly all these principles. We get into a little bit of them, and, and Brian really dissects my story. He's very good at it. Um, and it's kind of weird to be on the other end of the interview, but here it is for all of you who are interested. And I hope you all are doing well. Again, hit me up at heath at fistpumps.com or uh, create at artsynow.com and let me know your input if you want. I love connecting with all of you since I've pulled back from social media. That's really the only way you can get a hold of me. So do it, and here we go. Come on, everybody, let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody, let me hear that stickity stickity ringity diggity bead Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's been a while since I've done that.
1: Peace. Welcome back, guys, and a big healthy welcome to today's guest, uh, Heath. Heath, how's it going?
0: Just killing it, man. Fist pumping. <laughs> Got up, like, super early. I've been I've been on this kick where I'm trying to wake up at 4.30 every morning because I used to be able to do that, and then I fell off for, like, four months, and I think I was just overworking myself, and by work, I mean domination in every angle, but uh, the last couple <laughs> weeks, I've been sticking to that extreme like early wake up and i feel really really awesome so i'm glad to be here and fist pumping like usual
1: <laughs> all right sweet yeah and, we, and just sort of like knock out some really qu- high quality work before the day is really begun
0: yeah it, if you're not whoever's out there if you're not waking up early and it, it's such a simple principle i mean honestly i think creating habits is one of those things that you don't understand how powerful it is until you actually pay attention to how powerful it can be. Like if you're actually engaging with it and I didn't start really doing morning routines until, you know, I decided to, to quit the whole drinking aspect, which I know we're going to get into. But when I started doing that, I realized that, yeah, you can get as much done between like five and 7am when it's quiet, man, it's beautiful outside. If you walk out in your front yard when you first wake up and look up at the sky and you see those stars, it's so quiet out. There's nobody out to disturb you. Your mind just is like this beautiful ball of awesome. And then you can go inside (laughs) and, and like from five to seven, I mean, whatever time it could be. I know other people work differently. Some people are night owls, which I used to be. And some claim they couldn't switch that around. But I think, I think you really can change your kind of mental alarm clock. Um, but man, to get to get so much more done between five and seven than I used to get done within like a whole week of evening evenings combined, it makes you feel really good. I, and that's kind of the that's kind of the staple for like really being able to get stuff done that helps you go in that direction of creating the life you love, man. I know you're doing it and I know from doing all the interviews on my podcast and talking to other people that's one of the core principles, like all of these amazing people who are basically living the life of their dreams, they're all doing it. I mean, all of them, I, I barely ever come into contact with the ones who are like, yeah, I sleep till noon. Like that doesn't, (laughs) it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And especially
1: like, especially, um, guys that are building like a passion project on the side of a normal nine to five, (laughs) those few hours in the morning are crucial. That's like your time. Um, but we'll get into daily habits and things in a little bit, definitely keen to explore that. Um, but I want to rewind a bit and, uh, go back right to the beginning and find out how optimal living became a part of your life.
0: Oh man, it's kind of a, it kind of seems like it was like a
1: blink and
0: I went from there, like from being just completely distressed and depressed and lost to, to where I am now. But I think that's just because it's been such an insanely exciting, like fun ride. Um, I kind of went with the whole fist pumping thing because I would notice that the times that I was the happiest, I was at like concerts. And when I'm at concerts and I'm really into it, I'm fist pumping. And that was kind of my escape back then because my entire life I did stuff that I thought that I was supposed to do. Right. Most of us go to college or maybe we don't go to college, but we end up working jobs that we don't like. And I did that and I didn't know any better. And it really, I think, has a much more drastic effect on people's health than they think, because so many of us are getting into college and feeling like we have no idea what's going to happen when college ends, even though we're getting a degree. What are we going to do with it? Uh, we think that we're going to be able to get some job. And then as soon as we start making money, it's going to make everything so much better and that we're going to be happy all of a sudden. But that is such BS, man. I don't know what's <laughs> your, Am I allowed to say yeah. bullshit? You might have to edit that out, but yeah, I'll dude, i see what I said. <laughs> so yeah, I, I literally, I went through these stages of, of just ultra kind of like dark places where I felt that I was happy and yeah, I could have fun with my friends and I wasn't like, Suicidal or anything like that. But I mean, I just drank like profusely. I mean, I did drink when I was in high school and then early college, like a normal person. But then it got to a point, man, where I was literally looking at myself saying, I'm going to go home and buy a liter of whiskey, you know, and I'm going to drink all of it within the next day or two. Jeez. And it got to a point where your friends are doing the same thing because everybody's kind of in the same position. And you're killing like a handle every two days or something. And that's a lot of money in general. But at the same time, man, like I had no idea how powerful the body was to be able to lead us to where we want to go. And so you're just numbing that. I mean, like the the most beautiful creation that you have, right? You're, you, you This like gift from the universe, this computer that you have in your head that can do all these miraculous things and this just unbelievable uh, – body that can like literally, I mean, we can do so many things with it. Like it's crazy. Uh, We're just wait. Like I was just wasting it away, drinking like profusely. There was a time that I woke up in an apartment. I'm not kidding you. This is like, I woke up in an apartment on a floor. There was no furniture in the apartment. There was nothing. I had a nosebleed. I honestly thought that I was still like dreaming or something. I didn't know where I was. And then I kind of started to realize that I was like actually awake Which really freaked me out, and I didn't like piss or poop my pants or anything, but I did. I did have a nosebleed, and that was a. I think that was like rock bottom where I was like, okay, you know, I had my wallet with my money. I wasn't robbed or anything. Nothing felt like really that weird, but how did I end up on the floor of an apartment, like completely a place I had never been before? I'd been (laughs) to the complex before, but I'd never been in this apartment, and obviously it was vacant. And um, man, I just like really looked at myself and, and had to, I think it was a combination of things. I met a girl who, who really opened up my eyes to being more free and get away from this whole, well, you know, I can't do stuff that I want to do because then I won't make money. And then I'll, if I don't make money, then I'm going to, you know, end up pooping my pants and crying the rest of my life and everything's going to be terrible. But she kind of opened up the reality of that, you know, actually you can, do stuff for less money and still be happy you just have to figure out a way to do it so I started looking at what were the things that really excited me and what were the things I'd never done that could get me to those places that really excite me and man I didn't know anybody like I had I had no friends that weren't doing the same stupid shit that I was doing like they were they were literally probably worse than me to be honest (laughs) And it, that's probably why I felt okay about myself, is because I'm. So surprised. they had the
1: nose, they had the nosebleed and the pus pants. <laughs> I,
0: I don't know about that, but but <sighs> yeah, probably worse in some instances for oh, sure. Man. I mean, I've heard some, I know for sure some stories that were worse, but. Um, I I think I looked at the world, which I hadn't ever gotten out and traveled, even though I was always the type of person that was like, yeah, I want to travel the world. And, but I just didn't do anything about it. There's just just too many people like that because I think inside we think we can't. And I was like, okay, well I'm just going to literally (laughs) the only option I have because I can't just like drink a little bit. I'm going to have to quit drinking like completely cold Turkey. And, and now I'm fine because I did quit for an entire year, Brian. And like, I didn't, it was cold Turkey. And I just, I, I looked at it like life or death. Like this is going to either make me so much better or it's going to kill me. And then I'm just going to end up drinking more again. And I started having these really crazy dreams that were all flooding around this 2015 date. And I know this sounds really weird, uh, mm-hmm. because because I, I generally don't remember any of my dreams, but, I was having these dreams that I was going to die in 2015. And now that it's the end of 2015 and I'm still alive, <laughs> thankfully, I I kind of and I've changed my life 100%. I mean, I've done all these amazing things. I was able to save, you know, $15,000 in the first 5 months of this year and pay off my debt. I was able to do that podcast where I interviewed hundreds of creative entrepreneurs all over the world. Build a you know, an e-commerce side business where I'm able to get rid of my job, and and this is all stuff within a year and a half,
1: and yeah.
0: and I think that dream that I that I kept having, that reoccurring dream, was literally something telling me, look, if you don't change the way you're going about life, you probably are going to die. Whether that means physically or mentally, just being stuck in misery for the rest of your life doing something you don't like, that is just as bad as death, right? It's it's a slavery. Type of type of lifestyle and and so I was like okay well I need to I need to change something and that's why I decided to quit drinking and to fix these problems like I'm going to create a network of people doing awesome things all over the world and I had no clue how to go about that man like I mean like if you think about somebody asking you and I know that in the United States it's it's probably worse than than other countries. Uh, because I think we are really sheltered from wanting to travel and and meet people around the world because that's, they like teach you that here, they like try to suppress you and say, Oh, you know, the USA is so, so much more superior to everybody else. And it's so stupid. And I think that when I realized that I've got to get out and see other parts of the world, um, how do you do it? Well, you have to create a network of people. And so I, that's why I started the podcast, but I had no clue how to podcast. I mean, I just did it. Yeah. And I think people don't do what they – the fear thing comes in way too much, and you just have to do it. I was so scared, man. I had no clue, but I knew that if I connected to those first couple people and just reached out and asked, as soon as somebody said yes, then I was stuck, and I had to do it, right? Otherwise, I would just look like a coward. And I went big right off the bat. Um and that So that was one part of it. I don't want to get too deep into why I started that, but I wanted to create a network of people around the world so that I would be able to travel but also learn how these people were living the life that they loved. I wanted to dissect that, not only to teach others how to do it along the way, but mostly when I first started was just to teach myself how to be a better person, how to be a healthier person, and how to enjoy life to the fullest. And I can't express how... like. How grateful and happy I am now because of all that. Like, it's just been, it's been unbelievable, man. Like, I'm the, the gratitude every night. I write down my wins list and it's just mm. like I write and write and write and write every single day. I can remember and it takes habits, right? Like, I go through everything that happened throughout the day and find something good in it and write it down. And it's, it's incredible. But yeah, I mean, I can have like, I like craft beer. So I like to sample craft beers and stuff now. I don't have a problem with drinking anymore. And, and okay. I just, like it doesn't, I know if I have more than like three beers, I'm going to feel like the world's biggest piece tomorrow. So I don't do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, there's, geez, there's so many directions I could go in here, but just to, to basically sum that up from the situation you were in, it was basically a, a realization that this is not the path you, you really want to be walking. And then having someone to encourage you that, that sort of more things were possible um and then also like the um uh, the waking up from that or having that dream the realization that something needed to change yeah that was um, really weird man it was that like because i
0: when i woke up from the from the one like the big dream i i, I don't know i've tried to research what this is because i was really scared when it happened to me but i couldn't move like I woke up and I felt like I was paralyzed for like three minutes and I was really freaking out thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm paralyzed. (laughs) Like I'm I'm not going to be able to move again. And I remember like, and this was in, this was when I was still in college, like in my bedroom. I think I had just graduated or something and uh, I started researching it and I guess there's a, there's a state of mind you can be in that's like deep in your consciousness in a dream state that you normally would never wake up out of directly. Like you come through different levels of dreams before you'll wake up so that you have movement. And I, and occasionally people can wake up in this really deep state where you don't have control of your, your limbs yet again, like your, your mind hasn't come yeah. around. And so I woke up in that state and I mean, that's the closest explanation I can think of. And dude, it was so, so, so scary. Like, cause that, that just like, that just like multiplied how, you know, kind of fearful I was of continuing in the direction. Cause I thought that that was even more of a, Hey, wake up, you know, like this is, mm. this is what could happen. I'm like, Oh God, this is horrible.
1: yeah some, Something decided to send you the message you needed. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, um, the Arts in our podcast that you've created interviewing creative entrepreneurs, and I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, but I'm interested to find out where the creativity side of things came in and um, also how you, because I know you still work a full-time job, um, but I'm interested to hear sort of the nuts and bolts of how you built that up on the side um, in case people listening have a passion project they want to work on, um, but they don't quite want to quit their job. Uh, could you could you dive into that a little bit? Oh, yeah.
0: So I the difference between if you don't want to quit your job and you just want to have a side passion project, this will work for you too. But I wanted to quit my job from the beginning. And like I took a career, you know, I, I went to school and basically, as boring as it sounds, you know I designed like mixed designs for concrete mixtures. and like it's all it's all in that engineering field and and i'm I'm selling chemicals that go into concrete. and I wanted to leave my job despite this being one of those jobs that while you have it, everybody's like, Oh, I wish I had your job, you know, you can work home and and like, yeah, but but I'm driving eight to ten hours a day and it's miserable and I'm talking to people that I don't really have any interest in talking to. You're you're wasting the best energy of your day doing something that you don't like and you're hanging out around all these people who have done that their whole life. And they think that that's the only way. And if you start dreaming and if you start talking about maybe there's something else out there, like haven't you ever wanted to travel the world or haven't you ever wanted to do this? Like, why would I want to do that? And it's just like super depressing. Um, But to be able to build something like that while you work a job, uh, I think there's a couple different things that you have to take into account. And the big one is you have to really want it. (laughs) Like, yeah, <laughs> you have to really, really, really want it because I went from somebody who would get nothing done except for drinking, you know, when I got home from work, um, to having to figure out how can I can I build this kind of online platform with really no experience while working and still hold all the pieces together. I have a little bit of time when I get home from work, but I also have a house to take care of. I also have all these other things just lifetime things that you have to do, right? We all have to live life and be responsible in some way. And I started the morning routine, which is just gigantic as that increased productivity in the morning. Uh, but every single night, man, I had to come home and I had to go directly to hustle. Like I had to go to crush town, like just just beast it <laughs> out and work. And you have to be positive about it. And there are a lot of people that I interviewed that I I think kind of kept pushing me on with the mentality of like, just keep doing it. And this is where you're going to get. And doing a podcast is great because even though a lot of people try to sell that, it's going to make you a bunch of money and make you rich. Like that is, that's probably not likely. I want to, I want to say that it's 100% possible. It's probably not likely, but what it is going to do is change your life. Because if you do it interview style and you talk to people, you are going to learn so much from them that it's more valuable than any amount of money you could ask for. Um, yeah and, and that and that network is too. And so I think that I was like really just I, I would set up these these batch times, like how, and I, I think I did like a eventually to put like together a small ebook on how to make more time to do things because that's what I had done. I was like, okay, I have no time. How do I make all the time to do all this stuff? Like, I'm going to interview five to seven people a week when I first started and I'm letting them schedule into any day of the week. And that slowly went from mayhem. You know, I'm waking up at four in the morning or I'm coming home and getting on at one o'clock in the morning or, you know, 11 o'clock at night. And whenever these people uh, wanted to do an interview, because that's kind of what you have to do at first, you have to, you have to mold yourself to what's available for them. And that got really tiring, really fast. But at the same time, it was just like igniting me with, with energy because after every one of those conversations, my mind was just blown and you get better and better at it. And you start to actually become friends with these people and you start to, so have you noticed, like you look at them at first, like, wow, I would like to talk to them, but I'm kind of nervous about it. But then it could, I'm not kidding you, like two or three months later, you could be talking to this person every day via text or like group me or yeah, mail, so, <laughs> phone.
1: That is so true. And <laughs> I, I mean, even us, like when, when uh, Jacqueline, a mutual friend of ours, what's up, Jacqueline, uh, when she told me about you initially, I was like, yeah, well, like he's got this huge podcast already. and He's interviewed like over a And then, I mean, now we've chatted a couple of times and we're on this call now. And I say to a lot of people as well, um, especially friends that are kind of thinking about starting blogs or other projects, and I say to them, like the internet and the online world makes people seem sort of uh, intimidating or like impossible to reach, even though they've got an online presence, which is, it's it's I don't know, it's weird to explain, but like it, it makes people seem sort of.
0: Untouchable, right?
1: VIP. (laughs) Yeah. But actually, like the the whole blogging world and the online world, people are way more keen to help out than most people realize. Um, Because these people
0: are the same ones who don't want to work, you know, in a suffocating, miserable career job. They wanted to create a life of happiness. And so chances are you share a lot of common beliefs with them. And so it's really easy to
1: connect. uh, I know Travis from Extra Pack of Peanuts, I think he's a friend of yours as well. He he came out to Cape Town not so long ago and I went and met up with him. And I mean, this is a guy with a huge blog, like full-time living for him and his wife. And yeah, he was awesome. just like, yeah, man, let's go let's go meet up. And, and we chatted pretty much the whole night about online business, uh, which, <laughs> which I apologize to him for. But yeah, he was just super keen to help out and share whatever he, whatever he knew. Um, it's because we the, fall in love with with it and
0: i mean everybody wants to help others get to the same place because you know they had other people that helped them and travis and jason you know jason's show is zero to trap yeah. which is also one of my favorites they put together that online community which i joined which is uh, location they opened it up for membership every once in a while but uh, i've met some of my best friends through that community that I literally talk to every single day. And then, of course, Jacqueline's amazing. Um, she's yeah. an incredible coach who, who got me. She was actually the person behind me starting that debt campaign. I, I remember telling her, we sat down on a call one day, and I said, yeah, I just, I have to, I had already started the podcast, and she was like, well, what's the next biggest problem? And I was like, I have all this debt. Like, I can't leave my job because I have all this debt. I have to have money. And she changed my mindset on the way you look at money. And I I literally stopped using the word money, although I just said it three times for (laughs) the benefit of who we're talking to. And I started using the term crush credits because I like to look at it as like a point system now, like a game. I was the type of person who never wanted to ask for money from anybody because I I felt like I wasn't worthy enough or good enough. And I still do sometimes, but I've noticed if I look at things as like points or credits or games, dude, there is so much – there are so many points in the world for everybody to have. There's You can play unlimited games over and over and over again. That's not an issue. And so she literally was like, okay, well, I think you could. I go, I'm planning on saving this money and paying it off by the end of 2017. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like $15,800 or something. And she's like, no, you're going to do it this year. And I was like, yeah, that's impossible. She's like, no, it's not you're gonna do it and like she went and made this spreadsheet for me, which I ended up tweaking a little bit uh, to make it more in line with exactly what I needed and I'm not kidding you within within five I think it was May like May 13th or something within five and a half months I walked out of the bank and had paid off my basement and car loan and had already saved like 54 or eighty four hundred dollars so just in five months at the beginning of this year and paid off over half of that chunk just immediately and it, I can't explain how good that feels like oh, man. literally just from her sitting down, making this spreadsheet and making me aware that I am spending points and credits in places that don't deserve them. And I need to build that system up and, you know, create that that bank to where I can pay these debts off. And that's what I did. Like I literally every single day, whenever I had an urge to spend on something, I would instead of actually buying it, I would put whatever it was that I was going to buy into the spreadsheet. And then I would put the amount that it costs and I would take that money that I didn't buy with and I would put it into a savings account. And in over five and a half months, I was able to save that much money. And that is insane to me because I, if you would have asked me how much extra money I had after bills for a year, uh, I would have said, well, nothing, and i go into debt. Like, <laughs> like, there is no money left. I, I can barely feed yeah. myself. But the reality is there is such an abundance if you pay attention that it's insane. Like, it's, it's, in, it's incredible what you can do to train your mind to see these things when you actually really, 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 really want it. If you really want to change your life and you really want it, there's nothing that's going to stop you. Absolutely nothing. Like, it, it just... The universe will will fall into place. It's like a jigsaw falling into place, man.
1: Yeah, Jack. I think I think I need to go and uh, chat to Jacqueline. So, Jacqueline, if you're listening to this, I'm I'm coming over soon. And uh, her and I actually live about five minutes apart, which is quite crazy. I'm coming um, out there to visit you, man. <laughs> do it. You got two couches to crash on. We gotta. I'm serious. We're. As soon as I
0: move, I'm moving to Washington, so I I was able yeah. to put that resignation, and then I'm moving up there. And then as soon as I get established, world travel in pursuit, full pursuit. South Africa is on the top of the list, bro. Top of the list.
1: Yeah, and I'm she's awesome. got a cool a cool business where she's like taking people around and doing the whole touristy thing. So I know she's awesome. Just <laughs> sort of there. All right, guys. As I said, this interview did go longer than usual, but I didn't want to uh, take too much of your time, but I still wanted to bring you all the goodness. So make sure you check out part two, which will be coming up soon. Subscribe on iTunes. Um, it's the BHM show, so you'll get part two when it comes out. And check out the show notes of this uh, of this episode at BigHealthyMe.com slash 005, and uh, you can find all the links we spoke about there. In part two, we get into some of Heath's daily habits, his morning routine, some of the things he's learned, his biggest lessons from the guests he's interviewed. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, And I'll catch up with you guys soon. And finally, if you're looking for even more tips, tools, and motivation to help you create a simple, healthy, extraordinary life, make sure you head on over to bighealthyme.com. to just sort of hear yeah, what your typical day looks like now.
0: Yeah, man, I, I I really dissected from doing all those interviews, and that's what I'm working on right now because I've taken a hiatus from social media is to take all of those. I found a, what I think the number is, like a bulk of eight uh, like super principles that all of these people followed. I, I really, really studied. I made transcripts of all these episodes, and I've really been looking into the the similarities. And so I'm compiling that into a book, but I, the the morning routine is one of these core principles that I think you have to have to, to reach your full potential. And if you look at limits in life, right? So I, I think that we all have real limits, which are like, I can't, you know, put an astronaut suit on and go to the moon today. I mean, if I really tried for the next 20 years to get myself there, I'm sure I could probably do it. But there are real limits in life. Like, I, I can't go join an NBA basketball team because I just, you know, I can't jump and I'm slow. So I I don't necessarily think that it's bad when people say you have no limits. You can do anything you want uh, because it's true in a way from a mental perspective. But there are physical and mental limits in reality. That's just how it is. But yeah. – the difference is so if you imagine like a big circle of like your your real limits in life like think about a tiny little circle inside of that so you're looking at something that kind of looks like a boob and there's this little <laughs> circle inside of it say it's like the nipple or whatever and those are like the the limits that we put on ourselves, like self restraints. And the the sad thing is that ninety nine point nine percent of people live inside this self restraint limit, and it's such a small circle. But their potential is actually as big as their real limit circle, you know, like the, the outer shell. And so what <laughs> I've done is I've found these yeah the, <laughs> the whole boob I've found these uh these principles that I've that I've been able to pull from from all of these these amazing people that I've interviewed, I've applied these to my life. And what I've realized is if you practice every single one of them inside of your self-imposed circle, your your self-imposed circle is going to start expanding until eventually when you master it all, when you master all these routines, you are at your real life limits. Like that is how you actually live an optimal, mm-hmm. amazing, healthy, happy, passionate life is when you can push your self-imposed limits out to that whole core. And so morning routines is probably, if I looked at a pie chart, I want to break these down evenly between the eight principles. But to be honest, morning routines is probably one of the top two most important of all of these. Routines in general, but but for me, it works mm-hmm. in the morning. And so when I wake up, I'll, I'll run you right through exactly what I do. My alarm yeah. goes off at 4.30. I walk into the bathroom and I brush my teeth and I chug a glass of water and then my dogs are going crazy. I've got three huge dogs. I'm like a dog freak. I love them. Like they're, you know, they love getting up too for some reason. <laughs> and I think it's just cause huh. they want to eat, but I go upstairs to my kitchen and I, I get my cell phone out. I don't check my email. That's been, that was a problem. That was a bad habit. To try yeah. To break. Yeah that's a horrible thing to do in the morning, but I open up Spotify and I put on like a mindful meditation background music. Uh, and there's lots of different playlists that I follow. So a Zen or, or something. And so I have that roll in first thing in the morning and I get out, you know, some spirulina, uh, blue, green algae, reishi mushroom, d- different kinds of supplements that I take. And I take them and I drink like in another, another whole glass of water. And then I brew some tea and while I'm doing that, I feed the dogs and then I make a smoothie and I go outside in the front yard barefoot. I, I think that if you connect to the world, like, you know, all of us spend so much time in a concrete jungle or with our shoes on. Mm. If you walk outside barefoot, I don't care if it's hot or cold, uh, freezing or burning up like you will not believe the kind of inspiration that'll shoot through your mind and your body if you just connect. Right.
1: I (laughs) totally agree. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's, I think they call it earthing.
0: Earthing. Yeah. And like, if people are like, Oh, you, you dirty wook, like you, you know. (laughs) and I'm like, you know, you can call me whatever you want now. But like, I've noticed that more and more, I get so annoyed having shoes on because I've been trying to walk around barefoot more and I've realized how much healthier it is for us. Uh, I'm more creative I feel like I'm more connected to the world and I'm just generally happier. And so I go do that and I look up at the sky, man. And I just like, it could be rainy or cloudy and maybe I won't be out there very long, but I do make a point to walk out there and that makes a big difference to me. And so when I come back in, I'm like, yes, you know, like I want a fist pump, I'm smiling, um, There there are days where I'm like being a complete poop pants crybaby, but that's just the nature of being a human. Like we all go through those days, but these types of things help on those situations as well. And so then I come back inside and uh, I grabbed a tea that I was brewing and I go into, I have this room in my house and it's a meditation room and there's nothing in it. And I've done a really good job of minimizing. I mean, I used to be borderline hoarder and I've pretty much gotten rid of everything and it's been one of the other most beneficial things I've ever done in my life, freeing, Mm -hmm. super freeing. But I've got a couple blankets on the ground that I sit on. I've got a pile of incense, massive amounts of incense, dude. And I've got just like all of these core books that I'm just in love with that are kind of circled around this little section where I sit. And I've got some like, you know, cool little rock protective gems that Lindsay gave me at some time. And that's, that's a really spiritual place for me. Like I, I meditate, and as soon as I get done meditating, that could go anywhere from, you know, five to 20 minutes, depending on how deep I get into it. I go into creative writing, and morning routines can be modified for anybody's liking, but um, I, I, I meditate and go into creative writing because I think my brain is on that, like, muse surge as soon as I get out of meditation, and I can write the best. Mm-hmm. And so I never know what I'm going to end up writing. I just start writing. And I've started and like recently. morning
1: pages, I, think.
0: yeah. and I sometimes I'll do pen to paper and I'll do poetry. sometimes I'll do just creative, inspirational writing. A lot of the solo podcast episodes I put out or blog posts were just stuff that stemmed from the muse after a meditation. Um, and then sometimes I work on the book and I get out. I've got a little program called I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's i i l or i l y s dot com and and basically, your screen goes black. You set an amount of words that you want to type, and then like you can't exit out of it until you finish that amount of words. So it just shows you oh, one. Wow. It shows you one big letter or one big number at a time, which is the number of words you're on. So if I've typed 240 words, it'll show me 240. But if my goal is a thousand, then there's a progress bar at the top of the screen that'll show you. You know, you're only about one fifth of the way there. Ooh,
1: I'll and then have the one, link to that in the show notes.
0: Yeah, it's cool. And then once you're done, it, it it basically kind of shows you like an Evernote type of layout. Like it's all saved in the cloud. And then it shows you a bar graph of how much you've been writing. And, and that's one of those things where you just have to create the habit and then you're going to be productive. And so I write after I write, I generally uh, kind of sit for a second and think. And I look at my vision board, which is huge. And on yeah. my vision board, it, it changes a lot, but it's, it's what am I working towards? And I know we talked about this before. It's crazy when you get, you know, cause at first, when you make your first vision board, you're looking at it like, oh, it'd be amazing to get to any one of these places. But then before you can even like realize that it's happening, <laughs> you look at your vision board again and, and you have become over half of it, right? You're taking yeah. things off that are reality now and you're putting new things on. And I don't know. It's so hard to explain that kind of feeling. Like it's in It's incredible to do that. And so I look at that and then I get into my affirmations, which which really for a year and a half, every single day I wrote down a date that I was going to leave my job, which was June 22nd, 2016. That was a number that came to me. And I just kept writing it every single day, every single day to convince my mind. And I also wrote I am location independent. Right. And things that I was working on back then but every single day I wrote I am location independent and I wrote that date now I'm writing things like you know I am a best selling author because I'm working towards that mm. but those affirmations are insanely important to me because they they really do and you being a health guy you probably know more about this than I do but visualizing and convincing yourself of something is the most effective thing to actually become that person right yeah. the, have you noticed that? Like it's just-
1: Absolutely. I mean, even my own vision board, I found, as you said, I found stuff that I thought would take like three years or five years. After one year, I was like, well, well, I've kind of kinda got there now. Need to upgrade that that little picture a little bit or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask related to uh, related to the vision board and even the affirmations, when you're writing them out and when you like choosing your pictures or whatever. Do you have an idea of how you're going to get there? Or do you just simply write out and picture these things happening? Uh,
0: yes. I, so when I first put them up there, that's my, that's my vision, right? This is where I want to go. But then you do have to really take into account how are you going to get there. And there are definitely yeah. things that make it way more effective. So after I get done visualizing, I'll play guitar for like 20, 30 minutes which I've fallen back in love with again. And I almost gave that up a couple of years ago. I had this nice guitar that I never played. And I'm so glad that I put that into my day every day. I, I I really highly stress everybody. If you have a hobby or if you want to practice something, just put it into your morning routine for even 10 minutes a day. And you're going to be, it's, it's mind blowing how good you can get. And so After that is when I kind of overview my goals and what my methods are going to be for the day. And so I'm a big fan of Honoré Corder's STMA structure. She does this short-term massive action. She writes about it in her book, uh, Vision to Reality. But she, she has created this kind of method of you have 100 days. And you want to get to a certain goal. So you can break that goal down to 100 days individually. And the reason that she chooses 100 days and not three months or a year is because at 100 days, it's not too short. It's not too long, but you can evenly divide it out to figure out what percentage you are on track. So mm. you know, if, if I, if I want to make $100 a day for 100 days and I'm on day five and I've made $500, I know I'm 100% on track to hit my goal. But if I'm low, you know, if I'm at 250 out of day five, then I know I'm only at 2.5 and I'm lagging behind a little bit. And so it's been extremely important for me two different things. One, to track the overall progress of my goals, like with my Amazon and e commerce side business, this has been a huge thing for me. Every single day, know exactly what my goals are for numbers for the day and what I have actually. Gotten to for the day, and if I'm behind or if I'm ahead. But the other thing is not allowing other things to distract you from what your most important main priority is. And that's a question in itself. Like, what is the most important priority? Well, it's a hard thing to figure out, but if you really dive into what makes you happy and what is going to be the number one thing that gets you there the fastest that's what you need to be concentrating on and i I tried all these different methods that i made up i mean at one point i was color coding my vision board with all the different things on the board and i was saying okay on mondays i'm gonna work on these things that are yellow on tuesdays i'm gonna work on these things that are orange and that could work for some people but then when it comes down to it man it's like the thing that works the best for me is i limit myself to two main projects at a time and I kind of go back and forth working on both of them because it's not too much to manage and you don't have to just get burnout on one. And I write down two things every morning on a note card with that same date, six twenty two one five, And I don't do anything else besides my, you know, when I have to go to work for eight to 10 hours. Yeah. Before, if I have time after my morning routine or when I get home from work, those are the first two things I do. And then once those are done – I can move on to something else if I have time or I can relax my mind, uh, go for a run or I can go to bed earlier than normal or, or something like that. And I think that that's just the, pretty much the staple of how I keep my shit together. Like it's, a, uh, it doesn't, there's no real magic behind it. It's just that you have to want it and you have to be willing to be persistent enough to do it. And if you, if you stay true to yourself and you keep pushing forward, you're, you're going to get there 100%. There's if you're going from point a to point b and you keep going inevitably you're going to get there at some point right and yeah. it'll come a lot faster than you think if you just stick to it every single day
1: cool so your your morning routine takes you that takes you until you know you need to get off to your normal day job and then when you come back you dive into those one to two most important tasks of the day is that, yeah. is that what sometimes
0: you do? i can Sometimes I'll have a little bit of time in the morning to yeah. work
1: on them as well.
0: It's really awesome if you can knock those things out before you even go to work.
1: When, you, when you're when meditating, are you doing a guided meditation or are you just sitting in silence? How does your how does your practice look?
0: Well, it's, it's funny because when I first started meditating, I was the type of person when I was a raging alcoholic that I used to just Laugh and make fun of people who meditated. Like, look at these, <laughs> look at these morons. Yeah. Same, and, yeah. I mean, that just shows how close-minded people can be because of their upbringing or because of the different societies or cultures that we grow up in. But I, I specifically remember looking at people and laughing at them. And like, when I heard, I heard a podcast. I don't remember what show it was, but I heard one with Kim Nichol, who literally ended up changing my life. She, she was one of the first people I had on my show. It was like episode four, uh, and I emailed her because it was the first time I heard a podcast that like really just, I don't know, something extremely, extremely attracted me to her. Like I had to talk to her. And so I sent her some questions, you know, in they hit an email, not at that point, I'm not expecting answers from people, but she answered me immediately. And she was so just so like openly free and her energy is just one of those people that's beyond, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain how just, beautiful everything about her is and she yeah, i
1: need to get it on yeah i think
0: yeah she is incredible and she had this crazy story about you know she was a lawyer and and she had gone to work one day <laughs> and right. there was a guy who i'm cutting this had gotten off hit uh, by a bus and killed in san francisco right in front of her office and she was happy. like oh that's horrible and definitely she went up, the up to her office and, and it was like a guy that she had worked with and at that point I hope that you it can hit her the like stuff that you wow i'm not healthy i'm not what am I doing? Like, is this a job I even want? And she changed her life and she left her job and she started teaching lawyers mindfulness to make them feel better, to make them feel healthier, to let them see things in life that are happier because that's one of the most depressing professions there is. And she has just taken off. I mean, the things she's done now, she wrote a book called offering that came out like a month or two ago, literally one of my Bible like that and the war of art, those two together. Unbelievable. Both of, the of them can really be read really like passage to passage, it helps any part the of the book you can open audiences. to. But she um, said, well. I have this five minute, honest five mindful is minutes meditation me. don't think this uh, is a kind don't of guided like meditation five-star. beginners uh, thing I, I can send you. Serious I think she was selling it. I actually I like bought better. it from her because I, really I, I, I like to contribute to people that – I feel like the value is worth with, worth spending a little bit of Crush credits on, right? Do and so crazy, do I funky, run around I her the, the, the Crush credits start, for the meditation start, package we'll across the United States. And I didn't buddies. know what was going to happen, like but I knew something about her, her was wanna so wanna awesomely hit, magical like that like I was going to at least try to do what she was, you know, pushing me to do. And so, man. So I, I don't know if it's just me with you, or if this so can happen to other people or what, but the show, first meditation, be I was immediately hooked. And, and I know most people say, oh, man, I was just I mad. I was frustrated. But my first meditation, I specifically you remember sitting on the ground. And when I came back to and opened my eyes, I was just seeing colors. Like I had gone into some deep place that I hadn't visited in a long time. And it was the most relaxing, calming thing ever to the point where I was a runner at the time but I couldn't run without my headphones and I had this like surge of energy and I got up and just went for a run without my headphones. I did like four miles without stopping, no headphones. And as before, if I tried to go an eighth of a mile without headphones, I wouldn't be able to do it because I needed that, that music. (laughs) And I had just never felt so good in my life than I did. And, And my mind was like jogging with all these awesome ideas. Like this is, this is incredible. So as I started to put that into a routine like i went from these guided meditations to doing more of the kind of spacey zen music stuff uh, that are longer where people don't talk because i I think it's a process like have you noticed you you get a little bit better and better as you do it and then you can kind of reach out and do different types of meditations yeah
1: definitely definitely
0: and molly knight ford i had her on my show and she opened me up to a whole nother level which was like uh being aware more of an awareness side of being able to implement meditations into things when you're actually open-eyed and conscious like
1: every time i've heard about that but i haven't quite got to that level yet i I know
0: i've been i've been practicing it it's kind of crazy like so she'll like she's like when you start to be aware of certain things around you then you can pair that with some kind of meditation so every time i see like a yellow Volkswagen Beetle drive by, you know, make sure I can remember to wiggle my fingers and toes and take three deep breaths and things like that. And it's insanely like, I don't know, it kind of makes life like I love the crush credits game that I'm doing with my friends. But I also love that meditation game because, again, it comes down to awareness. Like, are you? are you getting rid of your distractions and are you insanely aware of what is going on around you that is going to help you catapult yourself to the life you love and all of these little things, they play into it. And if you become more aware then you can actually utilize them to, to become that person. And yeah, I mean the meditations, like I mix them, I guess, I guess to, to answer your question shortly, I, I do guided, uh, I have friends who do guided meditations that I love. Gina Cha, uh, I, I love Kim's and, But but I also I like the music. I think more I listen to the music than I do the guided ones anymore. But the guided ones are great for visualizing because Kim sent me one that was like 20 minutes. And I asked her, she said, I'll do one custom for you. What do you want me to do? And I said, well, just just help me visualize where I'm going to live when I'm in my dream life and, and what I'm going to be working on and these things I love. So she did that. And it's an awesome meditation. Like I, I can send it to you if you want. People can download it. It doesn't say my name or anything.
1: Yeah, we'll but link it, to that in the show notes.
0: Yeah, it's like 20 minutes, and and it's just like it walks you through this kind of it. It's when you listen to it you'll understand it puts you in that place you need to be in the future and that was the point when i first listened to that where i started visualizing what my home was going to be when i moved to the northwest and now that i'm moving to the northwest like i'm going to be becoming that vision in june when i move and so it's like oh man it's like i don't know unlimited smiles i don't know how to explain it fist pumps like constantly.
1: you're gonna you're gonna have to get a new meditation there.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think you can just, I, I think you can just, um, you can utilize it for the next step, right? Like yeah. just, just push it to so, the
1: next. What advice would you give to people um, either facing, you know, feeling fear before a big decision or people who are stuck in a very negative spiral, like you over the drinking,
0: you have to become the type of person who can see the beauty and the things that might seem negative to everybody else. And, I think when you can do that, then when you are scared um, and when you are afraid that you can't become the person that you want to become, it becomes a lot easier to do that. Too many of us are scared of the next step or to attack our dreams because we live in that self-imposed circle, right? Like we we think our limits are much smaller than they actually are. And when I talk to a guy named Dave Lent. Um, an older gentleman who, who spent his life creating videos to try to teach people how to become a master. And like he had gotten BB King, Carlos Santana. And so when I was talking to him, I'm like, man, I'm just scared. I'm really fearful of being able to do this. I don't really truly believe I can, but I'm trying every day and I'm not giving up. And he said, you have to stop worrying about if you can or can't and start realizing that, it doesn't matter either way unless you try. And he said, you have got to take into account everything around you that you're looking at negatively. Like I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you tell me about how much you hate your job. He's like, but you wouldn't be here talking to me if you didn't have that job. And I was like, whoa, you're right. Like I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be able to support myself. And he's like, you have to understand that everything that you have done in life, every positive or quote unquote negative situation that you've been involved with was the direct reason why you were sitting here where you are today. And had you have done anything differently, whether that be one conversation, one phone call, or even gone to Panera Bread on one random day, you know, three years ago, your life might be completely different than it is right now because it all takes into account who you interact with and when you interact with them and the things that you can learn from them. And he said, you have got to start realizing that there is so much beauty in all the things around you and stop thinking that it's horrible and that you hate it because that's where fear gets its power. So when we when we think about, oh, I hate my job or I, I really don't want to go drive today or I, I hate my boss or all it's doing is allowing fear to creep in and run the rest of your day and give you that negative mindset. So when you can actually reframe your mind to think about all the beautiful things what you're doing is you're suppressing the fear gremlins. Like they can't do anything. They can't hurt you. They can't attack you. You're dominating them, right? You're putting your nuts on their chin. Like they, they've got no power over you because you're not allowing it. And, and and in conjunction with what Dave told me, Jacqueline was the first person who said, I want you to start writing down your wins every day. And at first I started doing it on the weekends, but I soon realized that if you do it every day, it's way more powerful because it's something that she was doing. And so to this day, every single night, I sit down before I go to bed, and I do my five-minute journal in the morning and at night, by the way, also in my morning routine, but I also, after I get done with my five-minute journal, I have this little notebook, and I just write every single awesome thing that happened for the day, every single bit of abundance that I encountered. I mean, I will go on and on and on until this light in my room goes off that I have on a timer. You know, it goes off at 10 oh, and I, I, put it on and it comes on at nine 45 and goes off at 10 30. And the goal is that I get in there. I shut my electronics off before 9:45, and I'm in the room and I can fill out my five minute journal. I can fill out my abundance list and then I can also read for a little bit, right? Like, uh, I do my interest reading at night to get my brain stemming to have some awesome dreams or whatever. Um, I like to read a lot of like history stuff, like, Graham Hancock I love that guy magicians of the gods or fingerprints of the gods things like that and um when I start writing down these wins man it's like I have an abundance of food in my house right like there there is an abundance of just crush credits in the universe and, and giving is a big part of everything I do and I've learned that recently which is a whole nother subject that we can get into at some point um but the more that you give right with humanity the more the universe is going to give you back. And if you think you don't have enough money right now, I want to challenge you to start giving away your money when you feel like you don't have enough because you are going to see the most amazing things happen. I promise you, Mm. I know it's scary and I know it's something that's why I can't do that because I won't be able to pay my bills. I promise you when you start giving things to people who need them more than you, when you start changing the world, that's when the world will come back and change you and it's, it's just one of those principles. It's like, I dare you to, right. It's like the world saying, I dare you to. And when you do, it's magical. And, and I just think that if you can shift your mindset and suppress those fear gremlins, like Dave and, and Jacqueline have taught me, that's when it all changes, man. And and that, that is the secret to being happier. Um, and that's kind of what the principle of my book is. It, it's a book on happiness. I haven't titled it yet, but Literally, I've taken all of these eight core principles that I've figured out, and I'm going to explain how I've implemented them to my life to make it something that I mean, I've, I've created my dream now, and how you can do it too with actionable steps and things like that. and And it's been a really cool roller coaster to go through all that information and the things that I've done because it's hard to take time out of your day to analyze yourself. Cami Cami Walker wrote a book called Twenty Nine Gifts, and it's a pretty awesome read just from a magical standpoint where she talks about she was just like in this miserable state thinking her life was over and like it was just gonna be miserable and, and her one of her mentors had given her this task to like try to give something away for 29 days and keep a journal of it and it's kind of her log of doing that and how it's like completely revolutionized and changed not only her life but people around her and so I and she challenges you to do it as well so I started doing that last month and uh, i did my 29 days now i've started over again i think i'm on day seven and it's just man it's the most incredibly humbling humanitarian thing ever like i it's ubuntu right it's it's uh it's Mm. giving to the world and the world gives back to you and and it's just you feel like you're kind of one with the universe and i think that's something that too much of us get disconnected from and so yeah
1: Uh, Heath I do want to be mindful of the time but before I get on to the final question how can people uh, find out more about your work what are you working on I know you're taking the social media sabbatical uh, so that's probably not a great option but yeah how can people uh, connect with you or just uh, what are you working on that sort of thing
0: yeah so I I decided from a focus standpoint because I was able to put my resignation into my job and move um, the two most important things right now. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's still, it's still not real to me. Uh, The, the two most important things, like I said, I do two things at a time or build my side e-commerce business, which is a whole, that's for a whole nother podcast we could talk about. Um, And then concentrate on doing this book. And so to be honest, I love social media for what it is, but it can be an extremely distracting thing because you're constantly constantly getting disrupted and drawn into more interesting things that you want to be a part of. And I'm one of those people that I want to do everything that's exciting to me. And so it's really important for me to be mindful of what I'm spending my time on. So what I did was I put my podcast on kind of a brief hold where I'm doing interviews. I'm still releasing solo episodes every once in a while of insight and blog post value and things like that just kind of creative quickie mind thoughts. So that, that was at the entrepreneur now, which is artsynow.com uh, That's where all my interviews and my whole interview index is. You can, if you're a podcast, like on iTunes, you can just go to artsynow.com forward slash iTunes. But uh, as of right now, I'm doing, I'm doing the book and the e-commerce business. So you can, you can follow me on social media, Instagram and, and Twitter are the only two that I would engage with. And I will be back there probably. I think I set a date like once I move to Washington, I'll probably be checking in there, but I'm not going to be until then. And it's at Heath Fist Pumps. But the best way to contact me is just to email me at Heath, H E A T H, at fistpumps.com. And if you want to check out the book I'm working on, just go to fistpumps.com and there's a page up where you can sign up to be a, a beta reader or enter in to get a chance to win one of those free copies when I get done uh, making them and with all of these principles I can bring this to other people so they don't have to work, you know, as long or as hard as I did to be able to create the fundamentals that they need in their life to to dominate and and become one with their passion, right? To get away from these soul-sucking miserable jobs and and to be able to just smile and fist pump and realize that every day can be a Saturday, right? You have to live your life as if you had to live the same life
1: all over again. Awesome stuff, man. So just before I get to the final question, I just want to take a bit of uh, a little time out to acknowledge you for everything you've done and the path that you've walked uh, from, for not just sort of crawling in a little ball and crying, but actually going out and doing something (laughs) to change your situation uh, in an apartment to fist pumping. Um, just, yeah, really grateful for you coming on the show and sharing your story. And final question is what one small action can listeners take this week to start optimizing their lives?
0: Well, first dude, I, I wanted to say thank you for not, don't just thank me. This is a two way street here. Like we have both contributed our energy to make this podcast possible and I really appreciate you doing that but also to everybody listening like I I can't stress to you enough how much we are alike if you feel like yeah. you're nobody if you feel like you have no talents or that you can't push forward believe me I was there and so many other people were there too that have now created the life that they love so never give up on that and reach out and do not be scared to send me or Brian an email because I know we will both respond um, if you could do one thing today, start, start getting rid of things that are distracting because it's an insanely hard thing to do. And I know we didn't touch in this much, but I think out of all the things that we didn't talk about, that is the one thing that I started doing that really opened up this opportunity to be more focused on the things that matter. So you can start a morning routine and you can go out and have this fire and fist pump and say that you're going to you know, commit and do all these things. But when these distractions get in the way, it's going to slow you down. It's going to knock you off the rails and you might not be able to accomplish it. So one of the most important things you can do is literally just to eliminate distractions. What I'm saying is there are so many distractions around you, not just materialistic things, right? I honestly started with just by blocking certain applications on my computer so that I didn't have to get stuck working And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, check out this notification here. And and like there's different tools that allow you to do that. But basically in a nutshell, dude, when you have less stuff, and this can be mental clutter or this can be physical clutter, but when you have less stuff, you're going to have less distractions. And when Mm -hmm. you have less distractions, it makes you more aware. And when you're able to realize that you have more awareness, you can pay attention to things in life that matter more like forming stronger relationships with people around you or people that you may be scared to reach out and talk to or engaging in higher levels of creativity that you don't think you're capable of and when you when you start to combine that that amazing new creativity and engagement and you mix it with those strong relationships you're going to continuously open up new doors that lead directly to clarity and meaning and abundance in life and when you live kind of with clear intent you're going to undoubtedly discover that that pursuit of happiness that you dream of, it's not only possible, man, it's absolute. And as long as you focus and you make that step every single day and you keep those distractions away, you will inevitably create the life that you love. It's, it's, it's going to happen. So if you could do anything today, just start looking around at things and the easiest way to do it, man, is just to say, does this contribute to the value that is going to get me to where I want to be in life. Like, and if it doesn't just start with one thing, and this could be deleting a file off your computer. This could be writing down an idea in your head to get it out of your mind. It doesn't just have to be physical things, but if you, if you do that and then keep a journal of what you've gotten rid of, it's really cool to go back and look at how you don't miss any of that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you, you don't miss any of it. And then you start to become addicted of uh, to eliminating distractions, and you can just start steamrolling, fist pumping, dominating, all that good stuff. So
1: I love it, man, Heath. I can't thank you enough. This has been an unbelievably awesome show, and um, I'm fist pumping over you on my side. I'm sure you're doing the same. Thanks so much again, and uh, we'll chat soon. Right, guys, that is a wrap from the interview with Heath. And as I said, so so much valuable stuff in this. Heath really. You know, he really gave everything he knows and I really want to thank him again for coming on. It was so far, I think, um, the most enjoyable but also the most valuable episode I've done and uh, I'm sure you'll agree. If you liked the episode, please go and share it with your friends and subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. There's full instructions on how to do so on the show notes, which you can find with all the links and resources we mentioned in this post including heat guided meditation, at bighealthyme.com slash 006. Let me know your biggest takeaways. I uh, can't wait to hear from you guys. And as this is the last episode of the year, uh, I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I will catch you guys bright and early in 2016 where we take things to a whole new level.
0: Yo, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Everybody out there that's still listening, mucho gracias for staying on Uh, and and listening to that story. I hope that maybe it gives you a little bit of inspiration that no matter where you are, you can improve and make things better for you, for those around you. And it's just an incredibly fascinating process. I'm going to ditto on Brian there and say, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. As of right now, it's the 28th. So I hope that you had a, a good Christmas or a Hanukkah or any type of holiday that you celebrate and then move into the new year with a bead of thunder ready to uh, dominate. I, I highly recommend checking out Honoré Quarter's STMA plan where you break down your goals to 100 days. Don't fall into a trap of setting year-long goals because I promise you it inhibits you. You think that you have all this time left, so you slack off in the beginning. You have to break it down to much, smorter, much shorter moments and realize that Every second is important. Every minute is important. Every hour, every single day, what you are doing is how you become more effective. So it isn't until you can actually look at what you are doing right now and how it's contributing to the long term goal, in opposed to what am I going to do in March and how it's going to contribute to my goal that ends in December. It isn't until you change your mindset to view it that way that you're going to actually find progress and be more productive and be able to um, kind of Boost like the things that you get done to a level that you didn't think was possible. So, again, Stephen Pressfield says in the Art of War, or I'm sorry, the War of Art, that people have two lives. It's the life that we live and the life that we are capable of, of living, and we really tend to separate them. So, be that person that that lives to your full potential because it's much more powerful than you think it is. Again, Heath at fistpumps.com to hit me up. If you want to sign up to be a beta reader or to have a chance to win the book when it comes out, just go to fistpumps.com and you can sign up for the form there. I'm really actually reaching out to that audience who signs up to get input for the book as well. It's super fascinating how much information I have and it's been so hard for me to try to consolidate it all down to make it an extremely straightforward, actionable guide, but that's what I'm doing and that's what I'm working so hard on doing this year. And every moment of every day of every month, just pushing forward a little bit. That's Arlo. I know you've heard him before. And with that, we say good day to you and happy new year. Hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time celebrating with your family, your friends, and your loved ones. Don't forget that every day is a bonus round. So slow down and enjoy something oh so beautiful like Arlonius Maximus back there. Peace.